0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Did you know that Betty Boop was based, based off on a b- black woman? Yeah. yeah,
2: but also it's like, are you guys fucking kidding me with that?
1: I know. Are you kidding me? That's history. Black woman erasure. That's yeah, like what that's American gross. history is. It is.
3: Boop, boop,
1: Can we like start a movie where Barack Obama and Aegis Elba team up to like fight for black women and like be like hey guys remember this thing that black women did remember that thing that black women did but they're shirtless the whole time that is literally
2: Magic Mike XXXL
3: tonight we know in our hearts the best is yet to come
2: well what's the other one called Chocolate City Chocolate Rain Chocolate
1: do you you remember that guy
2: everybody remembers Tay Day. yeah yeah I remember him Chocolate (laughs) Rain
3: Chocolate Rain
1: Oh my gosh. Can we get him on the show?
3: (laughs) Chocolate rain.
1: (laughs) Chocolate rain. That's like our new, that's
2: our new season four, like opener. (laughs) To to the twins. Some will Bobby Dobby. To the queens. What up, listeners? I'm back. Hashtag a dinosaur story. I'm still flying solo while my missus, Miss P. Robbs, is international shooting her movie. So here's a cool surprise. This episode is part two of my birthday show. It was so fun that we had to make it twice as nice. We were joined by Roy Wood Jr., J.D. Samson, and Matt Coff. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to go back and check it out, because some of these jokes may not make sense. You feel me? Great. On with the show.
1: You guys ready for more show? Oh. <laughs> I, I stepped on the mic stand
2: and it hit me in the... That's funny. Um, the one open mic that I ever did that happened to me and I was mortified. Oh, really? And then I tried to like recover. I was like, wasn't that goofy what I did? And so I grabbed the microphone and then it fell to the floor.
1: Oh, no. And then I was like, "Thank you,
2: guys. I'm Jessica Williams. See you later." That was maybe negative 10 seconds from being on stage.
1: So you've only done like proper stand-up. How many times? Once. And that was it. That was my last
2: one. I said, "Cool, um, bury my stand-up career," and then, then I put it. I put it to bed.
1: No, you have to. You
2: have to. Shouldn't she go back you and do it so? again? I'm like so scared. I think that
1: might be my like 28-year goal. Like my yeah, year 28. You should do a I'm proper I'm like so afraid. Do a proper stand up show like it's like even if you do poorly it like sucks but it's also like who cares me you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah yeah Right but like, yeah, in but grand- you're like
2: you know you are like who cares and it's like oh it's like really devastating you know the first couple of right, times Right but then like,
1: you get used to it and then like i've been doing it for 9 years Uh-huh and so if i have a bad set i'm just kind of like sorry like i what don't Why would you
2: say like the first year though like how were you that's like such a long time
1: uh i mean first year was probably like you know i was doing like open mics and like you know shows in front of friends so it's just kind of like everyone's support like i don't think i was like that great but i had stage presence <laughs> presence presence so,
2: presence
1: yeah so it was fine and then like you have like i remember the first time i bombed uh it was, like, like my brother had, like, been telling his college friends, like, oh, my God, Phoebe's doing stand-up, so you should go to, like, one of her shows. Uh-huh. And I was, like, why, why would you tell people to do that? <laughs> and I was, like, maybe my first year in, and I did this show that was, like, poorly attended, and I bombed for, like, 10, 12 minutes, like, no laughs. Uh-huh. And I felt, like, garbage. And so my friend and I, we went, and I got drunk off of my card lemonade. Did she say Mike Hart? Yeah, Mike's Hart. Mike's like, I own it, actually. Yeah, yeah sorry. Mike Hart <laughs> it's lemonade. It's my heart. No, Mike's... Hard. Mike's Hart lemonade. I went and I got wasted cool. off of that.
2: That's good stuff. So at least I feel like it's like when I've bombed at least for improv or sketch, there's like a bunch of us and we're like, right. cool. That was all trash, right? Everybody's like, yeah, man. And then you can just trust fall into you know each other.
1: But the thing is, That's when that. you fail by yourself, it is like... You get so strong. Yeah, that's hot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you ever see the Making the Video of Britney Spears' Stronger video? Uh,
1: obviously. Where
2: she's like fucking around with the chair. What, it's yeah, like chair and technology. It spins. Oh, it's I, great. I love
1: that song. Actually, yeah. I think
2: it's one of Britney's best. But that Making the Video is peak Making the Video yeah. for me, I think. It's great. And it was like cute. And it was at that time, like you remember that Arab music videos that... They were obviously in front of a green screen the entire time and everybody was really into machines. So it would be like TLC doing no scrubs, but they were in like a machine. Yeah. Like, Aaliyah more than a woman in a weird machine. Right. Like it's very bizarre. Yeah. It's like, everybody was using the same fucking technology for these music videos. But it's
1: just, like, everyone was like, Y2K, it yeah. happened. Like, yeah. we gotta, like, talk about it. Yeah, you and know? then they're
2: like, <laughs> I'm standing next to what appears to be, like, a piston. You know, right. it's, like, always.
1: It's <laughs> very weird. But very, very
2: weird. I, it's, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know your video looks just like that person's video, right?
1: Right. But, like, when you watched... Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson scream. Like, I remember watching that and being like, this is literally the future. Like, literally... I know for me... Guitars flying in my house. Like, I didn't know. When I had
2: that, it was for, like, Hillary Duff's So Yesterday song. (laughs) And, like, Black and, like... Hello? In Sync. I was like, this is the future. I got a phone call. No, I'm sorry. That better be Justin Timberlake. Um... (laughs) Wait, but for like, you, felt for like the you, future.
1: Hillary Duff was the
2: a seminal. Yeah, she
1: was like really
2: important. They like peddled her a lot. Disney was like, we're gonna fucking take this girl and put her in everybody's fucking face. I promise you. It's like not wow. even my fault. That's not my fault.
0: Wow. It's literally not
2: my fault. It, it was like massive propaganda, like North Korea-style propaganda. <laughs> for Hillary Duff. Like it was just there was be. even with Lindsay Lohan, they were a little bit iffy, but Hillary Duff, they were like, This is a girl. Yeah. It's not going to fucking get trashed. You can always count on Hillary. Like, let's just go for it. Wow. So she, you know, she gave a little bit. She gave a little bit.
1: I am not familiar with her work. Should I, like, go back? Into no, the- you don't need to. If
2: you're in the room and you know what it is, like, let's not recommend it to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is between us. Like, I'm not proud. Ah. But her voice was, like, fine. It's like Jennifer Lopez, fine. It's like, Hey, yeah, hey, Yeah, yeah. So yesterday. So yesterday. Haven't you heard that I'm gonna be okay? Like, that's the extent of what? that song. I promise you that's a lyric. But it's not my
1: fault, that I know it. Like, I stand in my truth. I do feel a little judged. Uh, I mean, I'm not judging you. I'm just, like, like, no. <laughs> First of all, First of wow. all, first of all, wow.
2: first of all, that was intense. That was intense. First of all,
1: wow. Who was it? Who was it? I think, yeah, Who I thought I knew it was her. First of all, I knew it was her. This is not a TV. I can hear you. That's funny. That's funny. Secondly, yeah. I'm not judging her. I'm judging the Hillary Duff songwriting team for that lyric. That's like some, that is some fucking Kelly and Conway backpedaling. Like, no. no.
2: Huckabee Sanders, like, like I'm gonna Anderson Cooper, like, ooh, like that's crazy. <laughs> Okay, but imagine that like how rude. stressful that was for you to backpedal that and like that's <laughs> Kellyanne Conway's dumbass job. Right. Like all day, every day.
1: Right. She was trash, but like that is like the work like you have <laughs> to make sense of crazy... like that was all she... That was the best you could do in that position to defend crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool
2: in a way. Like, it's obviously her job is trash, but it's kind of like, it's cool that she can do it. It's right. like kind of cool that, like, a woman is killing it.
1: Like, I wouldn't last a day. No. I'd be like... I'm like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah, I
2: mean, no. I Like, I just can't believe, like, people are going to fucking stand at a podium and just stand <laughs> up for this dude, but it's also like, you know, look at this... This country, whatever. Yeah, I'm with her. Like whatever. (laughs) Woo!
1: You guys ready for more show? Uh, Our next comedian
2: is very wonderful. He's super, super funny. He is also another person that I used to work with. He is a correspondent on the Daily Show. Please give it up for Roy Wood Jr.
3: Hang on, don't leave. Let me talk all freaky to you like LeVar Burton. <laughs> Fuck you.
2: That yes, was so I'm, intense.
3: You are amazing. That's how you make anything sexy, fellas. You got to hold that last syllable. I want to wish you happy birthday. I like New York, man. This city growing on me, man. I'm finally getting used to the noise. Getting used to the noise in this city. A Lot of noise. Every every night, there's just stuff happening outside your window. You know, New Yorkers, they try to make that seem like that's culture, like that's part of (laughs) this. You know, this is a city that never sleeps. It's a city that won't shut the fuck up. Hush. 3:30 3.30 in the morning, what are y'all talking about? Outside my window. I'm laying down one night, up the block, I just hear this dude go, you know what you did? You know what you did. And the southerner in me, I'm from Alabama, the southerner in me wanted to go to the window, ooh, what's going on? And we see, who's yelling? But I've been here long enough to know better. You mind your business and you stay in the bed. They know what they did, they shouldn't have done it. Fuck them. You wouldn't be out there getting yelled at. You gotta mind your business. That's what this city's all about. I'm from the South where everybody wants to have a little chit chat with you. But New York, that's the first rule of New York is mind your damn business. You don't look at anybody. You don't speak to me on this elevator. You look up at the ceiling. You mind your business. That's why I don't think all immigrants should even have to learn the language. For what? We ain't gonna talk to them. What? You finally learn English and then you live in New York. Hello, I learned the English. Shut your ass up. And mind your business. It depends on what the job is that dictates whether or not you need to learn fluent English. We're taught to mind our business. We're taught to mind our business subliminally from an early age. Video games is what gave us that habit. I was playing Street Fighter for the first time. In a long time. I ain't played Street Fighter in a long ass time. First of all, sidebar, as a video game, just the premise of Street Fighter does not hold up. It does not. I'm an adult now, and I just know with healthcare, you wouldn't just fight a dude. Like, you wouldn't just... Not without good healthcare. You wouldn't just fight a dude. Because that's the whole premise of Street Fighter. If you never played the game, the whole premise of Street Fighter is two strangers agree to meet in a public place and beat the shit out of each other. That's it, that's the whole game. I heard you was talking shit. You damn right I was talking shit. What you want to do about it? You want to fight? Let's meet in a private place where we can fight undisturbed. Fuck that. Meet me at the fish market (laughs) during normal business hours and I'll fight you. Because if you never played Street Fighter, in the background of every street fight, there's regular commerce happening. (laughs) There's people throwing fireballs at each other. Two grown men in a fish market just Hadookin, Hadookin. And right behind them, it's just a guy. Yeah, I take the catfish. Let me get the corn. And I guess give me the crab legs. I take the crab legs with the catfish. Hadookin'! You know what, just wrap it up to go. I'm going to take it to go. They throwing them fireballs. I don't want to be out having them throwing them fireballs. The only realistic aspect of Street Fighter is that the police never show up. That part of the game I completely get. Because even if you call 911, are they gonna believe you? Would 911 believe you if you called to report a fireball fight at the fish market? 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, y'all need to get down here to the fish market. These white people throwing fireballs at each other again. Sir, this line is for emergency. Bitch, what you think this is? It's damn Green, man, electrocuting people. Y'all got to get down here. And if you're the cop, would you take that call? Would you respond to the fireball fight? Look, police are brave people, but if I'm a cop, I'm quitting right there on the spot. And I don't mean go back to the station turn in my gun and badge. I can't. do No, I'm quitting over the radio right there. I'm leaving my keys under the tire. I'm gone. I ain't stopping no fireball fight there. I'm not trained for that. What you going to do? What you going to do with your department issued Glock? To stop a fireball. Dispatcher 2 Victor, dispatcher 2 Victor, Go up. Dispatch, this is 2-Victor, go for 2-Victor 2-Victor, <laughs> respond code 3-0 Fish market, disturbance in progress Suspect is male, white, karate outfit Throwing fireball, Hadouken <laughs> Dispatch, I ain't gonna be able to do that I'm gonna leave them keys under the tire Just come on, get your car 3-Victor is unavailable Check and see if 4-Victor, four 4-Victor four Might be able to take that out This is 4-Victor, don't you pull me into that shit She told you to go. That was the thing that fascinated me about Street Fighter, man. It wasn't the people fighting, it was the people in the background. And that was the lesson we were taught at an early age. No matter what is happening around you, mind your motherfucking business. It's a life lesson. I'm getting a dog. I am, it's not because I love animals. I just, I need new answers to my account security questions. I'm running out. Apparently the only way you can unlock your bank account is if good shit has happened to you. You ever notice that? All the account security questions, it's just reminiscent about the, the good old days. What if I had a shitty life? Why are these questions all great? What was your pet's name? Who was the first girl you kissed? What street did you grow up on? What if this horrible shit happened to me as a child and I don't want to remember that street? How about that? What about me, Bank of America? How come I can't get in my account? How about who do you still want to punch in the face from high school? That's a great account security question. And it's much harder to guess. I can guess your pet's name because you post them on Instagram all day. But not once have I ever tweeted about Antonius Jones. You'd never know. You'd never know the answer to that question. I guess I should change that for a podcast, huh? I... We was recording for a podcast. It's... It's... All right, we'll talk about that after the show. Right. It don't matter. He in jail. He ain't gonna hear this shit. Hmm. Fucking Tonyus Jones. There's one account security question that I think is unintentionally racist. I won't call it racist, it's just not favorable for black account holders. I had a bank account one time, and Tried to guess my password and it goes, what is your great-grandmother's maiden name? I don't know what y'all know about slavery. But the paperwork wasn't that solid. There's a lot of black people who legitimately do not know their great-grandmother's maiden name. That's a trick question. Class action lawsuit. Talk to me after the show. How dare you rip up in the scabs of slave manifests? That's why them DNA commercials trip me out. I, I see the DNA commercials. They got everybody on the DNA commercial happy, because they know their race. I went to Ancestry and I know that I am 15% and 12%. <laughs> they got a black dude on one of the commercials. I'm not even making this up. It's a black dude, he's 9% Norwegian, happy as shit. <laughs> Just dancing. The whole commercial man I'm, man, I'm 9% Norwegian. You're still not gonna get the job, sir. Know <laughs> no, what you're happy about unless there's a Do you have a little white in your question at the bottom of the application? (laughs) I'm not saying that DNA registries, I'm not saying that DNA testing is not useful to black people. I'm just saying if you look at the history of black people, something that we would find much more useful would be the names of our ancestors. That would be a much more useful service for black people, just for black black. Like I'm coming out with a service. I'm gonna start a Kickstarter. It's called, "A hey man, who was on that boat though? Look, y'all aren't the ones who lost the paperwork, okay? Why would you wait? I know, it wasn't you, white people. It wasn't you specific. I'm not attacking y'all for losing slave ship paperwork. Crazy week in the city. I haven't learned anything else from living in New York. I've learned how quickly people can mobilize for the right thing. And that's cool, it's a beautiful thing to see, but it catch you off guard sometimes in New York. You ever been stuck in traffic over a protest that you support? <laughs> you don't know how to feel. <laughs> but you be in traffic, Look what the fuck? You get up here, be like, oh. Yeah, do your thing, do your thing. Now, I'm coming to the one tomorrow, but can I just slide on by real quick? <laughs> Me and my Uber driver, Keith, got somewhere to be. They got a trans protest out, and I think it's Long Island City tomorrow. I'm going to go to that, man. Post up, see what's going on. It's cool. So one thing I have learned from working at The Daily Show, because, you know, down South, traditionally, I just would go to black stuff. That was my... As a black person, you're allowed to take other protests off. Mm. But I got here. It was cool. I went to like th- two or three Muslim band protests. And what I discovered is that if you had a protest that ain't got nothing to do with you, you can just leave whenever you want. Because you can't do that. I can't do that at a Black Lives Matter protest. You can't just wander off and go home. You get half a block away from the action. They'd be like, the struggle continues, brother. But you're right. It continues. I'm back. Let's keep walking. I'm back. You gotta protest, man. You Gotta do something. There's all types of insanity out there, man. I feel sorry for real racists. I do. Like, it's gotta suck, man. Like, this whole election... It's gotta suck if you've always been racist. Like, I'm not talking casual. I'm talking legit, like, clan robe, no hood. Like, you are legit racist, and you've been about this life for 40 years. And finally, here comes your time to shine, and you gotta share this moment with all these bandwagon bigots who just got on board. You know what it's like? It's like when your team win the championship and then here come all these new motherfuckers with a hat on. Oh, yes. I, too, am a fan of the Denver Horses. Yes. (laughs) Look, you ain't no fan. Get your ass to the back of the protest. I gotta go, man. Thank you guys a lot. Happy birthday, Jessica.
2: can feel like a full-time job keeping up with the news right now. So WNYC is teaming up with NPR to bring you a new 20-minute daily podcast called Consider This. We're bringing you the day's big headlines, and we include the most important stories from the New York area alongside the national news to help you make sense of the day. Listen to Consider This from NPR and WNYC weekdays wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This Urkel story, and we couldn't ca- calm
2: down. Now why would you why would you start with that? Well, can you let me
1: fucking finish? Yeah. That felt like a very married was, couple thing. Yeah, that was very Christian
2: male of you. That was insane. Yeah, that's cool.
1: That's cool. Rage is hot sometimes.
2: <laughs> it's not on a white dude. <laughs>
1: that's true but like when I yelled at you was it hot Um, uh, mm, no uh, <laughs> so what wait what right. <laughs> so we knew about the Urkel thing we couldn't get him but we got we got the the white lesbian version of Urkel so do you want to come you out you got the
2: wait just before they come out yes you got the white lesbian version of Steve Urkel yes you got the white lesbian version of Steve Urkel. Yes. All right.
1: Okay. Come on out. Oh my God! Hello, Hello. Keep it up for
2: JD Sampson. Okay.
4: Okay. I mean, was that not a great description? I guess. Are you are you okay with it? It was my idea, actually. <laughs> so. You're like, how do you want to? I introduce should get credit. You? everybody who's listening right now that was my joke <laughs> and um, yeah thank you so much for doing the yeah, show yeah I'm, al- I'm also glad you got my height right with the mic stand
2: yeah, oh yeah that was yeah that I'm was
4: really brilliant. good at
2: that how stuff. tall would you say you are
4: five four i would say
2: <laughs> yeah that's, that's cool i'm like
4: six foot and a half when i go like this
1: okay okay <laughs> cool <laughs> Okay, so you said you had, we were talking about Uh, celebs earlier, so you said you had like a kind of crazy celebrity run-in? Well, I was really interested in your Urkel story,
4: because I had a really similar one. Tell me. Um, I'm from Ohio. What part? I'm from the Cleveland area. Oh! Yeah.
1: Cleveland. I'm from Beffer Heights.
4: Yeah. I'm from Pepper Pike.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepper Pike is good. It's all good. It's chill. Yeah. Those Um, places
4: you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like this place called Davis Bakery. Okay. And it's a bakery. Um, It's been there forever. I went there with my mother. It's the only thing open on Thanksgiving Day. You know, so we show up. My mom goes in to get some, I believe it was whipped cream. They ha- just, all- whip, just whipped cream? Yeah, because she forgot it for her cake
1: uh, that she was oh, making. Okay. Yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. Day, that That's makes cute. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
4: then she comes out, and her arm is around Molly Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's lit. And she's going like this. Oh, no! My mom, not
1: Molly just Shannon. She's doing full-on yeah. And oh I remember I was God. reading a
4: magazine in the car, and I was just like, I looked up, and I was just like, Horrified.
1: Oh no. Was Molly, Molly Shannon
4: was doing kicks too?
1: No, Molly <laughs> Shannon was like, get
4: me out of here. Oh man. Yeah. How
2: did she tell you like what the lead up to that situation was? Yeah, she was? did.
4: what What? what, what yeah, was? how did she do it? She was like, I know you from somewhere. I, I just I recognize you. I know you from somewhere.
1: Great start. And then Molly <laughs> Shannon
4: was like, I'm on Saturday Night Live. And then my mom said, I need to take you outside to show you to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad about it, but... I think
2: Molly Shannon would understand. She's like, yeah. all of it was weird for everybody. Whenever
4: yeah. I see her on the street, I want to be like, do you remember this one time? There's no doubt that know, she remembers. I know, I just feel like the whole intro would be like, hi, I want to ask you this story. And it's like, and I'm from
1: Cleveland, and... That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Damn. Yeah. So how's everything going? How's career going? Career, sexy oh, times I can't going? Wait. Yeah, life, oh, love, oh, yeah. sexy faster. times. Okay, I'm really into
4: therapy right now. Dude, therapy's oh, the best. Okay, it's that's the best. Cool. Therapy cool. is like yeah, the only way. Yeah, I'm really like battling my own codependence and stuff. That's like, cool. That's yeah. great. that's you know, great.
2: What kind of therapist do you have? Like, what's their vibe?
4: Actually, she's from Cleveland. What? Yeah, that's I that's was like, great. pay less, talk on the phone so you don't have to waste an hour getting there and back. Great. Wow. You know, so I
1: call her. Okay. We talk. Yeah. So you do it over the phone? Yeah. Couldn't yeah, L- you just, like, call a friend and not... <laughs> no, <laughs> like, that's not how like, that works. Like, for free?
2: It's not. It's like therapy is different from your friends because your friends will always have your back no, no matter what, but your therapist is super impartial and they have, like, a fucking degree. <laughs>
1: Right. In you.
2: They have a degree in what you're going through. And usually yeah. they're yeah. like older and, or whoever you choose. Either yeah. you want, like you work better with a man or a, a woman or somebody who's around your age or somebody older, whatever works for you. And you really just trust their advice and they will give you just a really impartial uh, opinion.
1: Right. But between me and your therapist who gives better advice. My therapist, 150%. <laughs> My I give such good advice. With, That's with, offensive. Without question. That's controversial. It, I, I answered that question facts. before you finished it. Terrible. It was like my therapist
2: That's every terrible. single time.
1: Have I ever given you bad advice? Sometimes. What? No. When?
2: I'm trying to think. There it's was like a lot man. of. There's a lot of um. Anal stuff. <laughs> there's a lot
1: of like. Bun of smashing things and. There's uh, not a lot of anal stuff. I said you should try it once. Sorry, Jessica's no, mom and dad. No, she's not
2: just try it
1: once. She's like
2: really intense.
1: Actually, that's a good topic
2: I
4: can speak on. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's into it. Let's do you Come forward. Yeah, come, come forward. forward. Let's JJ. solve this once Jayj. and for
1: all. What do you think, J.D.? That was a joke. J. Mama. What do you think, JD? Should she try it? Yes.
2: Thank you. I mean, I think I should, but like sometimes she just comes in with the intensity, where she's like, yes, amazing. Take a deep breath, hold on to the bed, breathe. <laughs> well, Whereas you know, my therapist is like, you know what? You'll do it when you feel comfortable. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Would, I would, would My baby is like, strap yourself in, hold <laughs> your
4: breaths. Well, I mean, I would stand this far apart. I would never force anyone to do anal. You know. But I would suggest well, cool. that if you were interested in a, in a new form of orgasm, that it might behoove you to try it.
1: <laughs> that was great, like, tender advice. And I'm like, school of hard knocks, baby. Yeah, I don't need. This is scared I need, straight. Scared I straight it. is me. I don't need
2: hashtag scared straight.
1: <laughs> okay, so JD, how long have you been yes. at there? Oh, not so
4: long. I was with a therapist for 9 years. Okay. Nice. Did you guys
1: break up? We have just
4: broke up. Why? Wow, that's so sad. Yeah. That's like really intense. I think I couldn't I couldn't deal with facing myself. Oh, okay. Wow,
1: that's real. Yeah, I hope she's listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, JD."
1: And so then you switched therapists. I did. Okay. And how do you feel about the new one? It's a different style. You know, I, before
4: I went to an analyst and now I go to this woman who basically is like, you know, she's really sweet to me. She just tells me that I'm right all the time, and she, she agrees with me. because you mostly are
2: a lot of the time. Yeah. Which rules.
1: Okay, so what, what does an analyst do? They're just very, like, clinical, and there's no, like, emotion she, attached? She just didn't really, like...
4: It wasn't an advice situation,
1: you know? It was, right. like, it was... It was um,
4: she, she watched me. Silently
1: for nine years. This sounds like a David Lynch movie. That's very David Lynch. I'm scared. Are you in a relation right now? Relationship? I'm dating. You are. You um, are. Like, are you dating one person or like multiple? I'm dating one person.
4: Oh, that's
2: for awesome. I that recently
4: had a mage breakup. So oh, okay. You know. sorry. Oh wow. No, you should you should be like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, you should be like. We all move on. Yeah. yeah. We get so who
1: broke up with, with whom? Oh, uh, that's so not
4: what we're here to talk about.
1: <laughs> See, I got into processing. I was that just was like intense. I wanted to process. Okay, sorry, won't process. Tell us yeah, about the new but I, I'd
4: rather talk about breaking up with my therapist. <laughs> but yeah, when- wait. What are you up to, J D? What's the haps? Well are you doing know. Music? What's what's going on? I do music. I teach at NYU now. What? Yeah. That's I teach. Cool. Oh, that's hot. I that's teach cool. the children well.
1: What, what, what are you what teaching? Are you, yeah, what's the class?
4: I teach um, two classes at the Recorded Music Department of NYU Tisch, which is the Clive that's Davis School wow. of Recorded Music. Wow. Yeah, what kind good. of teacher they, are you?
1: Are you like a tough but fair good. teacher? Or are you kind of like, we're just friends, That's teacher. what I was going to
2: ask. Like, is yeah. it like, you know, like, in Dangerous, Mies Michelle Pfeiffer, like, right. sat and then she like... Turn the chair backwards. Are you like? like, Are you that kind of? Are you like
1: Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World? Oh yeah, that's a good one.
2: Or are you like you know like Snape? He was a teacher in a way.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't. I don't really know how to explain myself. I'm kind of like, hey, I'm not that much older than you. You're really great, but there's some problems in this song. Is it like, oh, so it's like a critique class? Are there That's like. That's cool. Well, no, I'm just like, they'll be like, can you listen to this track? I'm really into it. Do you like it? I, I think I'm going to put it out. And then I'm like, there's a lot of problems here. We should really talk about that. Oh, so, no. I don't know. I'm really oh. honest. I just, I yeah. can't help it. That's
2: good. That's good. You know? Do you do, yeah. um, I remember when I was in school, I was in like creative writing, we had to do these critique sandwiches. Do you do that where no. you're like, here's a nice thing. I'm going to drag you to filth. Here's a nice thing. <laughs>
4: More yes. you just go, here's the
2: truth.
4: No, I'd do that. That's
2: good. I'd do that. Yeah. It's like, I would feel nervous <laughs> because what if there
4: was nothing to say? Right. Like, there was a beginning and there was an end. <laughs> In high school, yeah. I had this writing teacher, mm-hmm. forget his name. He was a hippie. He was cool. And he wrote down on the board somebody's, um, what is it called? Thesis statement for, for a book report. And it was Death Ends Many Lives.
1: You know That's
4: trash. The thing is when
1: you're in high school That's you watch like Party of Five and you think That's you're trash. wise. Like I get it.
2: That's trash. I
1: get it. You're like Scott Wolf is going through so much and then you write that sentence. Like totally makes sense. Death ends many lives. I'm trying yeah, to think I have to say when I when he wrote it, I was like, So what's wrong
2: with that? yeah I it's mean, true well I'm trying to think yeah it could end death can end many and then it could also begin others you know what I mean it's like was one it, one it of... your sentence no thank god that'd be funny if you were like testing the waters right. on yeah, it here yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well we we gotta wrap it up since so Jess is turning 28 I, I heard yeah so do you have any advice as she yeah. enters her late 20s yeah, like a great what question. can she do in her late 20s nice Well, that's 20s, just in case you guys... Twants, okay.
4: My old bandmate, Kathleen, once told me, your 30s are for saying no. Yeah! That's dope. And your 40s are for saying yes. I might have that backwards. What
1: what about the prequel? What about the prequel? She's not 30. I need the
2: prequel. I was getting there. Okay, okay. sorry. Great. If we were like in your class, we'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I
4: would say, for these last two years of your 20s, I I would say, have anal sex. (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: Are you guys ready for our last comedian of the evening? He is very funny. Um, he is
2: a delight. He was my co-worker when I worked at The Daily Show. He is a writer there. Please give it up for Matt, Matt Call.
0: Hey, guys. One more time to your host. So it's true, I do write for The Daily Show, and I know what you guys are thinking. This guy is gonna get up here, just shit all over Trump. Shit. shit. Well, guess what? You're right. But, but, I gotta admit, and I'm not proud of this, Trump has actually grown on me. Didn't vote for the guy, but I, I'm starting to like him. He's starting to make me look at things a little bit differently. For example, John Wilkes Booth. Hear me out. I used to think of John Wilkes Booth as history's greatest monster. But now I look at him as a doer. I mean, this guy didn't stay home tweeting. He went out there and he got the job done. Did you guys know that John Wilkes Booth was only 26 when he shot Lincoln? I'm 35. I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? this guy's shooting presidents, fucking getting cast in plays. I can't even get a callback for a Domino's commercial, and I look like I should be in a Domino's commercial. You know, I got the glasses, but I don't look too smart. Yeah. Three kinds of meat on one pizza? Uh, yes, please. I can do that shit. You're hired, me. Another reason I like Trump is because he's giving us all permission to be just a little bit worse. You know? This guy's a sex offending xenophobe who's president. Yeah, I am going to steal a coworker's yogurt. <laughs> But I gotta admit, I I am a little excited for the end of the world, you know? I am. My friend and I talk about it. He's like, Matt, when society, not if, when society falls apart, I'm just gonna go up to the top of my apartment building and jump. And I'm like, wow. Way to brag about having roof access. Why don't you just drown yourself in your in-unit washer-dryer, you piece of shit? Why don't you turn up the central air and freeze it death, you luxury condominium fuck? I know how I'm gonna kill myself, if I have to. Uh, I don't wanna do it quick, I wanna do it fun. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a nice plate of spaghetti, right? A nice plate of spaghetti for my Italian friends. And I'm going to tie the last strand of the spaghetti around the trigger of a shotgun that's pointed at my face. So I eat the spaghetti, bada bing, bada boom, I'm dead. Spaghetti shotgun, spaghetti shotgun. And I'll tell you what I like about spaghetti shotgun. It combines my two favorite Disney moments. Lady and the Tramp and Bambi's Mom. Okay, all right. I guarantee none of you have seen Bambi in the past 10 years. Bambi's mom was awful. She was a child molester. She hit Bambi. She killed six million Jews, I think. Bambi's mom was a cunt, and death was too good for her. So I'm single. I'm, uh, I'm 35, never marry, and I have a cat. Give it up for me. Give it up for me because I've already given up. Yeah, I struggle with depression a little bit, especially in, in the winter. It gets really bad. I got this thing called a daylight lamp that's supposed to improve your mood. But then I realized you gotta look at it for half an hour a day just for it to work. You know it's not gonna improve my mood? Penciling into my schedule, time with lamp. That's what I do during the winter. I go to work, I come home, I look at a lamp. Hey Matt, you see Game of Thrones last night? No, I was too busy watching lamp. If you like house, you'll love lamp. But uh, yeah, I have a uh, pretty good job now, but my last job was not so great. I was a question writer for the Newlywed Game on the Game Show Network. Any fans? No? Okay. They're like, Matt, we like your questions, but they're a little dark. I disagree. Here, I'll tell you a couple. Uh, Here's one. Your husband's body washes up on the shore, dead. What's the number one thing you'll miss most about it? Here's one. Your husband's body washes up on the shore. Dead. What one hors d'oeuvre would he want served at his funeral? It's like a food question. Everyone loves food. Here's one. Your husband's body washes up on the shore. Dead. What kind of God would allow this to happen? It's like a philosophical question, you know? This one's a little bit different. Uh, you and your husband are out for a walk along the shore, a dead body washes up. It's him. You say, Oh no, I've been having sex with my husband's ghost this whole time. Ah! That's the whole question. Uh, well, that's more of a short story idea, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. Guys, I'm Matt Koff. Thanks a lot. You guys are great. Happy birthday, Disco. Oh! Oh! Matt Koff!
2: You just heard Matt Koff, J.D. Sampson, and Roy Wood Jr., 2 Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, Rachel Neal, Phoebe Robinson, and Jessica Williams. Our team includes Joe Plourd, Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, Irene Trudell, Isaac Jones, and Shinoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brosky. Like us on Facebook for ticketing info, live videos, and more. And don't forget to subscribe to 2 Dope Queens wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Chocolate Rain. Joanna would know. Chocolate Rain. He's from Minnesota. He is? Yeah. Jody Mitch Original. Did beer, you beer, guys beer. ever date? Oh. Yeah. You dated him? Oh, my God. For how long? Two weeks. Ooh.
2: Two weeks is a really long time Did you get really it, long you get it in
1: at all or no? We just played with my butt for a little bit and
2: called it a day. We Ooh. just played with my butt. Ooh. So I like that you were helping him play with your pooper.
4: Chocolate Rain.